when you say we're not going to cover fluff, but it's nice that there are good politicians, but we're not going to cover them. And then when there's bad politicians and, oh, he's the prime minister, so he needs a bigger finger, the middle finger pointed at him. Those weren't my words, exactly. Right. I just took what you said and I cut out the bullshit and then I said it. This is the Mideast Beast Podcast. I am your host, Molly Livingstone, here in Jerusalem. We're swapping out one Brit for another. We have Raoul Woodliff, who writes for the Times of Israel on politics, crime, and corruption. Which is basically Netanyahu these days. Oh, you went there already. Okay, so that is really what we're going to talk about. Bibi Netanyahu is possibly being indicted. It's very hard for me to understand what's going on and yet it makes headlines all over the world, which is why I've asked you to give us like the dummy version. You're the perfect man to do it, Raoul. First of all, is your job the most cynical job in the world? Well, I think covering politicians in any country, you have you have to be cynical and you have to be skeptical about what, you know, about what they're doing and what they say. Often, you know, I get like spokespeople or PR people who say to me, oh, we sent you this and that. Why didn't you write about it? I'm like, because it was a nice story. It was happy and it was positive And that's that's boring. You know, we, we, gotta, we follow conflicts and things that are, you know, that have tension in them. And I mean, obviously, I'm half joking, but that's what drives the news. And that's what drives politics. And much as I would like to cover more positive stories, recently, certainly in Israel, a lot of the stories regarding politics have been about these these tensions and conflicts and obviously the past few weeks have been crazy busy with uh, numerous daily sometimes a few t- times a day daily updates and breaking stories about corruption allegations against Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah you barely had time to smoke pot so it sounds like you were actually really busy so <laughs> you like that so I mean first of all I feel sad because I think that PR people are so right we need fluff it's too much of the sexy scandals, blood and bribery. And you're looking at me like I'm wrong. But I I need the happy and the joy. And you just, all the headlines suck it out of you. Yeah, you're, you're right in a sense. I mean, news is something that's new. So it has to be something that is breaking and exciting and sexy and in some cases scandalous. I think, you know, there is also an important place for nice feel-good stories, not just for the sake of feel-good stories, because, you know, those things happen in the world and there are great, inspiring stories all the time. And also in in the realm of politics, there's a lot of good that's done. And I still am enthralled and excited by politics because I think it is the noble realm where good can be done. But at the same time, because it has that potential, there's also the potential for bad things to happen, scandals, corruption. You're right, that's what's engaged and engulfed the news in the past few weeks so we're going to agree to disagree because i think news doesn't just have to be new shitty things that are going on in the world i think that breakthroughs like a cure for cancer or a new app that makes it that i don't have to stand in a shopping line because you told me not to go would be fantastic things but fine let me i I don't disagree with that it's not what i cover it's not my (laughs) my stories You, you cover the uncovered, <laughs> the nakeds. So let me ask you, just before we get to Bibi and all his scandal, can you name three politicians in Israel that are do-gooders? <laughs> I could name dozens. Do it then. Don't just say it. 
you know, I don't want to name some and then not name others. Oh, from, from, you don't have to be a politician. Say it. Do it. Say it. From every party, there are good politicians who are completely have no connection with any bribery allegations or corruption. Really? Who are they? Raoul, who are they? Why are you hiding them? In the Likud, I could I could name that. Tipi Chotoveli has no connection with uh, with corruptions. Amir Ochana, a bunch of a bunch of different ones. And that's it. Two people <laughs> from Likud. That's Bibi's party, actually. Well, no, it's just from all the, from all the parties. There are there are many from Zionist Union, Stav Shafir, and Itzik Shmuli, and from by Yehudi, Naftali Bennett, Ayel Shaked. The leadership there has no connection with with any allegations. All across Israeli politics, there are people without allegations. You're right. Maybe from the news, it would seem like. Everyone is corrupt. That's not the case. But that doesn't mean that alleged corruption doesn't need to be covered very seriously. Because uh, if it's not covered, if we don't make a point of it, if we don't challenge it, or, or at least try to report it, then we can't, we can't hope to stop it. I just want you to note that even the baby was calling your BS on that one. I don't know. I hear you. But I hear also not yet. They're just not corrupt yet. So you're negative, but I'm super pessimist. Well, you're saying that, oh, we don't have any corruption yet, so it's not really worth even going into it. I'm saying you just named all these people and you're like, oh, there's no connections to this and there's no connections to that. And all I'm saying is dot, 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 not yet, just wait. Like even, you know, my love, you know, I love her so much, Rachel Azaria and Kulanu. Just, she's just, I went to her 40th birthday party and I just look at this woman and I'm like, you are so sexy because you are just like an activist at heart and girlfriend's got a body on her and she's fun and she, she can handle me telling her she's sexy to her face and I'm a little bit stalkery. And yet I wait for the day that the scandal breaks. Do you not do that? Well, as you said, I think, you know, covering politics, you do have to have a sense of cynicism all the time and you have to question all the politicians but I would hope that people looking at politics wouldn't think that everything is only corrupt and that there's only corruption maybe even that sense that oh every politician is corrupt could even help some instances of these allegations against Netanyahu because you know when I've been speaking to people in the past few weeks they're saying oh all politicians are a bit corrupt it doesn't really matter in fact I would say the opposite no politics isn't corrupt and doesn't need to be corrupt but when there are politicians that are corrupt, we need to point the finger and we need to say when there are problems. I'm not saying that these allegations are true. I'm saying that the allegations need to be reported and need to be looked into. Not because all politicians are corrupt, but because politics shouldn't be corrupt and not all are corrupt. And maybe, maybe that helps us to understand why certain corruption is very serious. When we just see all, oh, say all politicians are corrupt, which I really don't think is the case, then we, maybe we don't take the real corruption as seriously as we should. I felt that recently. People are saying to me, is this really corruption? And maybe we'll get into the, uh, the many different exciting and very boring corruption <laughs> allegations. People say, you know, oh, there's so many things. Is that really corruption? I think all corruption, we need to stand up and say that that's not acceptable. And the reason it's, it's not acceptable is because it's not so prevalent. It's not everywhere. So people will say, that's nice that you just said that, but it seems that you're really just covering the corruption that is BB, like you sort of started with when you said, oh, I cover politics, corruption, and crime, which is BB. And people will say, oh, that's because Times of Israel is this left-wing attacker. Even BB himself has used Trump's words of fake news many, many times. And, and to a point... While I never agree with Trump or 
barely with BB, you do find that BB being indicted as a headline on CNN when we were almost at war with Syria and I couldn't find that on CNN. So when you say we're not going to cover fluff, but it's nice that there are good politicians, but we're not going to cover them. And then when there's bad politicians and, oh, he's the prime minister, so he needs a bigger finger, the middle finger pointed at him. Those weren't my words, exactly. Right. I just took what you said and I cut out the bullshit and then I said it. (laughs) So let's put it like this. You're covering BB. What do you want to say, Ralph? Well, I just want to respond to the allegations you've now leveled against me. Let me say this. All prime ministers, the heads of all states, have a bigger... Cock. (laughs) have, Have more coverage of them and more scrutiny, as they should, because they are the executive in charge of the state. Of course, they should have more scrutiny than other politicians, even from the opposition. We should scrutinize the actions of all politicians, but those who are leading the country should be under the most scrutiny, of course. And at the same time, all politicians who have allegations against them are going to attack those allegations and the people putting out those allegations. And I hear it all the time in Israel. It comes largely from Netanyahu, who says, this is a left-wing witch hunt against me and my family. We've heard those exact same allegations against the media from Olmert, who was a politician on the left, who was brought down partly due to corruption that was exposed by the media. We heard the same allegations levelled against the media by Ariel Sharon. We heard the same allegations levelled against the media by Ehud Barak when he was also accused of corruption. All politicians do it because they don't like the finger being pointed at them. They don't like to be accused of corruption, whether those accusations have basis or not. And I think we shouldn't get too excited by the fact that Netanyahu is accusing the media of a left-wing conspiracy against him. It's what all politicians do when they're accused. They fight back. I certainly don't think it's a fair reflection of the media, but I don't think it's uh, something to to get too upset about. I think there used to be a line where the media never crossed it. So like someone like JFK, who everyone knew was sleeping with like multiple people, the media would never go there. Where now the media will make that headline before they can accurately confirm it. They'll just say alleged, but they'll put it as a headline. They'll make a story out of it. Well, there's a few things that have happened over in, you know, in recent years. Politicians' private lives are now also, for good or for not, fair game for the media to scrutinize. But also, obviously, the advent of social media and news that we get 24 hours a day on our phone in a second means that there's not always the time to analyze every every piece of news that comes out and form it into a certain narrative or, or however some some people may want to see it for the next day when it comes in the print media or for quick lie just put it out there no i don't think that's the case look I, you know we went into this last time when when again you thought this was a, a an opportunity just to attack me um when i just come around for a coffee and thought we'd have a nice chance to talk on the podcast you came back <laughs> but always always with news and i say certainly personally where i work and and how i see the news there's a battle or a tension between accuracy and speed. Everyone wants the news instantly. All the different news organizations are trying to cover the news as fast as possible. But at the same time, we have to be as accurate as possible. And while there's that tension, and we're trying to do both as much as possible, accuracy and speed, accuracy will always win out, will always win out. If there is a debate, if we're not sure if something is accurate, we will take the time to check it. We will release that after. As you said, we will cushion the news with a different context. We will always try to present it as accurately as possible over speed when we don't have the option to be, do both. All I see in my head is when there's a terrorist attack in Israel and Jerusalem, a stabbing, and rather than calling the person a terrorist, they are very careful to be accurate and they don't call him that. Well, we could say exactly the same with the Israeli media. 
In fact, when we're talking about things that are alleged or not alleged, when someone has committed a crime that's not terrorism and someone has been killed, we always say alleged murder or the alleged murderer, the alleged killer. When it's terrorism, we don't bother with that. In the Israeli media, we say terrorism straight away. Maybe we point the finger too quickly with terrorism. What my point is that you can level that accusation on both sides. If you want to be accurate, then take the time or, or <laughs> there's differences on, on both sides. I, I don't think that it's necessarily fair to call out some media organizations for not calling things terrorism when they're doing so for the sake of the same reasons that we'd call a, a murderer an alleged murderer, waiting until something is confirmed. I'm not saying that, you know, with, with Israel media, there isn't sometimes the cases where international news organizations specifically try to make it seem like it was less. But overall, I think that, you know, we can point the finger on both sides. I certainly don't think in these corruption allegations that we're seeing in the past few weeks that there has been a, a huge effort, as Netanyahu has suggested, to throw out information without any basis. Certainly the way we've reported it has always been very carefully trying to confirm the information that other news organizations have put out and to confirm the information that the prime minister himself has put out. Okay, enough of that. (laughs) I mean, I don't agree. I held my tongue back and we're like almost done with the podcast and we still don't know what this fool did that he made it to CNN headlines. So what is he so in trouble for? What did he do now? So if we're going to get into it, we'll get into it quickly. There are now five separate corruption investigations which Netanyahu is implicated in in some way or another different levels the first two cases 1000 and 2000 as they're known why are they known 1000 and 2000 oh so we'll just take this back a step because recently someone said to me did you know how ridiculous it is with all these investigations there are 5000 separate investigations against Netanyahu that's not the case because these are very high profile investigations the police have I guess nicknamed them case 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, and more or less case 5,000. They're just the nicknames or the the informal names that the police have given to those cases. I think it's the points that they're worth. Whoever gets them gets 1,000 points. You get 2,000 points. No? Okay. Well, maybe. Um, So case 1,000 and 2,000, let's get into it. The police recommended indicting the prime minister in those two cases for bribery, fraud, and breach of trust. Case 1000 relates to the allegation that he received, according to police, a million shekels, around $280,000, over a number of years in gifts from billionaire friends of his. And in return, he pushed a number of legislative measures and projects that would have benefited those billionaires hugely financially. They specifically say there are four things that he did, or four or five things that he did in return. One is helping push forward a uh, tax exemption that would have given those billionaires maybe even hundreds of millions of dollars in in tax exemptions. The second is pushing forward a joint project with Israel and Jordan. We're talking about a diplomatic potential peace plan that would have helped one of those billionaires gain financially because he was involved in the planning of that project. The second and third are to do with the media and his attempts to help one of the billionaires gained certain control over some parts of the media in Israel, which would have helped him financially. And the fourth one is requesting a visa from the United States, specifically from John Kerry, the then US uh, Secretary of State, for one of these billionaires, a long-term visa for the US that also would have helped him financially. Those are the allegations of the police in case 1000. Wait a second. That sounds great. It sounds like a deal. First of all, Netanyahu only got a million shekels over years in presents for this. I just heard you talk about a peace deal. 
I mean, and John Kerry? And these are fantastic things. Why Why are we angry about this? Well, I'm not angry. I'm just re- Aren't, I'm reporting, <laughs> I'm reporting what the police are saying. The police are accusing the prime minister of receiving gifts or money, whether that's in the form of gifts or not, receiving a bribe that... In return for that bribe, he used his office, used the power as prime minister to push legislation or certain deals that would have benefited them financially. Now, many people have said to me, well, obviously, people give the prime minister gifts. That's okay." And they say also say to me, well, obviously, the prime minister is going to help his friends out in some ways. That's okay." Maybe those things are okay at, at some level, but it's against the law for a prime minister to receive gifts worth these amounts of money, in fact, worth any amount of money, and in return to use his office to push forward projects that would have benefited them. The Prime Minister and any politician is tasked with working for the benefit of the people, not for their own sake. And maybe a million shekels doesn't seem like a lot to some people, to you, obviously, I'm sitting in your, I'm very in your, rich. In your huge house here. <laughs> but a million shekels for most Israelis is a huge amount of money. And okay, we're talking about billionaires and that's not a lot of money. And Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu lives in a huge mansion in, in Kesara and that's a lot, lot, lot of money. But the Prime Minister cannot receive a million shekels in gifts. Full stop. I'm not saying these allegations are true. I'm saying, according to the law, the Prime Minister cannot receive a million shekels in gifts. And I think everyone should be worried if that's something that's acceptable. For the Prime Minister to be able to be given a gift of that much money, what would he do in return? And according to the Israeli law, it's bribery, even if the deal wasn't pushed forward, even if the deal didn't happen, and it's illegal, even if he wasn't offered anything in return, if he just took money that put himself in a position where he could be bribed, that's illegal. Because a politician can't be given, can't be in a position where they're given lots of money from billionaires, and that they could be then put in a position that would help those billionaires in return. The Prime Minister's not allowed to do that. That's why the police are now recommending that he be indicted, and that means they say they think they have enough evidence to bring him to trial in that case. Okay. First of all, he should be indicted for getting such a lowball amount of gifts. That is the first one. If you are a billionaire, shame on you that you gave him some shitty gift that couldn't even exceed the amount of a million shekels. Shekels over a few years. That's number one. Number two... Do you think the police, how come he doesn't have them in his pocket? I just don't understand if this man is so, he's got 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 indictment, case, whatever, and yet the police can still go after him? I mean, sounds like the system's working. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what, what's, what's wrong there. The <laughs> politicians that are corrupt should get what's coming to them. I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying these allegations are true. I'm saying that's what the police are alleging. And if they're true, then we we seem to be in a situation which, you're right, is good. Some people say, you know what, look how great this is. Israel is a country which is investigating its prime minister. Yeah, that's, that's a side to it. That's true. We are a country that has put a prime minister and a president in prison. One for corruption and one for rape. Um, <laughs> Recently, too. It's not like a long... And we're only how old? Almost 70. They were in prison at the same time. They shared they the shared soap. prison cell. But you're right, there are actual many people who are questioning whether or not the Prime Minister might have some elements of the law enforcement authorities in his pocket. Um, at the moment, it seems like not. It's possible that he tried to. The current police commissioner, who the Prime Minister appointed himself a year ago, is uh, someone who has connections to the Netanyahu family, someone who is a religious Zionist, who grew up in Kira Arba, one of the prominent West Bank settlements, and 
Many people expected him really to be, you know, to be in Netanyahu's pocket. He's certainly in shown, his butt. He's he's shown a lot of uh, independence and has gone after Netanyahu over these allegations. But you asked what they all are, so I'm just going to quickly go through them. That was case one thousand. That was only case one thousand. That wasn't even two, three, four, or five. For two thousand points, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for two thousand points. In case two thousand, police allege that the prime minister made a deal, an illicit deal, with the editor of the Yidio Achronot newspaper, which was a newspaper that has traditionally been very anti-Netanyahu over the past few years. They say he made a deal with the editor of that newspaper to get better coverage from them in return for him trying to close down another newspaper, using legislation potentially to close down another newspaper. That's case 2000. 3,000 points. <laughs> case 3,000. And let me just be clear, in case 3,000, 4,000 and what some people are calling 5,000, Netanyahu is not yet a suspect in them, although he's linked in, in a number of different ways and the police have not yet recommended indicting him and they may not, but they're still very much connected with him. Case 3000 involves the sale of submarines and naval vessels from Germany to Israel. It was a purchase that when it went through, the defense ministry and the army opposed it, but Netanyahu for some reason seemed to push through this deal for Israel to buy an these new naval vessels and submarines, even though at the time seemed like we didn't really need them. And some of them, even though they're bought now, will be in storage for the next few years. It came out a year and a half after the deal went through that Netanyahu's cousin and lawyer, who has advised Netanyahu for many years, also represented the German shipbuilder that built these ships and stood to make millions of shekels, hundreds of millions of shekels even. And that this lawyer's partner who is also a close advisor of Netanyahu for many years and has been his international negotiator, also may have been in on the deal and used his international connections as an official diplomat of Israel to push through this deal. At the moment in that case, five of Netanyahu's close associates seem like they're going to be indicted and it's possible that Netanyahu will be questioned as a suspect in the next coming weeks. That case of all of them is potentially the most serious. The first two, as you said, a little bit questionable. Is this really bribery? Is this really so bad? This one seems much more damaging, potentially, that there was real money that was given to his close aides in return for pushing through a deal that touches on what many people see as Israel's most sacred budget, the security budget. I thought you were going to say sacred joke, Holocaust jokes, because it's Germany. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize that's what you were going to say. Quickly, case 4,000 for 4,000 points involves allegations that people close to Netanyahu and potentially Netanyahu himself helped push through a deal for Bezek, Israel's largest telecommunications company, to buy, yes, one of Israel's largest television satellite companies in return for giving Netanyahu better coverage, him and his wife better coverage on the Walla News site, which is also owned by the owner of Bezek. And the final case... So far, alleged. so, So far, which some are calling case... 5,000, but not everyone, (laughs) involves a very serious allegation that Netanyahu's close aide and potentially Netanyahu himself made an offer to a judge that she could become the attorney general, the person who stands at the top of Israel's law enforcement authority, in return for not pressing charges against his wife in separate corruption or fraud allegations. I know I've been a bit detailed and got bogged down in some of the boring details that I can see on your face. I asked for it, but I (laughs) fell asleep halfway through. You woke me up with the Germany stuff, but then it didn't go anywhere. 
And many people have said, you know, there's all these different allegations. Nothing's really been proven so far. Is it really bribery? There's no money under the table. But the sheer amount of different allegations in the different types of, uh, of corruption cases are certainly building up against Netanyahu. Many people are questioning his involvement and whether he can continue as prime minister in this uh, with this huge weight of legal troubles on top of his head. Well, I think, again, I'm just disappointed he didn't ask for more money. And also the Germany thing seems weird that of all countries you would go and buy equipment from them since the only equipment they used to use on us was like gas chambery things that killed us. No good. And Mercedes cars, whatever. But remember years ago, he got in trouble for his ice cream budget and his chef. Remember those good old days? I mean... This is where we're going to agree to disagree. I think they're all corrupt. And I think the higher you go up, the more corrupt you are. If the media digs, they will find. And he's obviously trying to allow it that the media won't find it by buying them out first. That's in my opinion. And mine is right. So you're saying that we should just let it slide because it happens anyway? I'm saying that the next prime minister is going to have corruption too on different levels for different reasons. But yeah, I think they're all they're really not good guys. You said politics is like a place for, what did you say? A noble arena where people can make, can do good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I think that's activism and that's grassroots. I'm not sure politics in this day and age, that's what it's about. It's become a reality show, Trump leading the way. It's like a big brother. It's watching them burn in flames in the headlines. And anything more than that, I don't know. Maybe I don't disagree with you totally, but I think it's a sad reflection on the public's engagement with the political discourse that people often, from both sides of the political spectrum, find it nearly impossible to see beyond their ideological bent or see beyond the fact that they voted for someone and therefore they should support them and call out you know, the situation when there's, when there's wrong, but also to be able to see that there is good in it. I think it's sad that you you can't see we could have a time, we could have an age, maybe we do have an age where not everything is corrupt. Maybe if we if we were to be able to see that, we could hope for a better, cleaner politics that could serve the people. I think it's possible, um, and I think that it is what we should certainly strive for. And these allegations, whether or not they turn out to be true, I hope that this whole period in modern Israeli history, at least these few months, could help maybe Israeli society move forward to a place where politics doesn't have to be corrupt, doesn't have to be seen as corrupt. But ultimately, I'm, I'm not convinced that that will happen, but I, I hope that it, that it could. Raoul Whatliff for Prime Minister 2018 after Bibi goes down. You heard it here first. No, not at all. It was like a rant in a like enraged, beautiful, like, do you remember in American Beauty, the flying plastic bag? That's what you were just now. <laughs> oh, I love that plastic bag. I do. Yeah. So you wore that plastic bag, which is perfect because we have Purim, which is the costume holiday. What do you want to say? And I didn't say porn. I said Purim. But I think you have to take that out because of Kevin Spacey. Oh, come on. <laughs> Me too. You too. You too. You know what I'm saying? Listen, it's been a trip. I appreciate you coming. I don't think you'll come back anymore for coffee because every time I just rip you down and prove that you're wrong and I'm right. If you disagree with Raul, you can tell us. <laughs> Share your comments, your thoughts, your perspective. Thank you for giving us all the 1,000 to 5,000. I think by the time this airs, it'll be 
28,000. That's okay. Find us where you listen to your podcasts. We're on iTunes. You can subscribe. You can go on Facebook, The Mideast Beast. You can follow us at Mideast Beasties on Twitter. And of course, online, themideastbeast.com. That's where we're at. You've been listening to another episode of The Mideast Beast.